It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Go Birds podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Butt Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. And it is, we're there, we're there, Elliot. And now we could talk about things that by tomorrow could be completely different. You know, we, we know how this stuff works, but but we're there. Final cuts. Well, you know how they say the initial 53, not the, that's right. Not the final that's right. 53. That's right. I love all the tweets this morning from people like, Hey guys, just so you know, remember it's the initial 53. It's like, yes, we know. Like people tweet this every year as if like, let me drop this like piece of knowledge on you that nobody knew. Like, yes, we are aware. It's the initial 53, but it is still the initial 53. So definitely a lot to talk about from it. Yeah. I, I love it. You just took shots at potentially our listeners there. So that was nice of you. Way to start. Way to start. The cut down I out. was going to give you this big intro and then, you know, you get, take a shot at our lit and, you know, it I, is what I, it is. I feel confident. None of our listeners were among the beat reporters or NFL reporters. Tweeting <laughs> <out>. <laughs> it's official. Like, yes, we know they're going to be moves. We, okay. We I didn't realize you were just talking about beat reporters. I thought you were talking about people on Twitter. No, no, just like okay. the national NFL people that are annoying. So take a shot at your college. I like this. That's even yeah. better. You're just ready to go today. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, let's just go through it. I think it's, you know, let everyone know where the roster stands, how all these things that we were wondering about shaked out. Obviously, you know, you can list it as we go, but we don't need to do much debate on the top of the roster stuff that we expected. But, you know, just I think we dived through kind of how it stacked up against what you were expecting, where the surprises were for you. So uh, I think we start offense. Let's start on the off- offensive side of the ball. I'm going to yeah. say J- Jalen Hurts made the roster. I feel he's in. He's made very, it. Yeah. very good about that. Yeah. What else? Started quarterback. So, so Mariota I, made the roster. Mariota made it. He, uh, Tanner McKee obviously made it. I mean, I think the first kind of shock I would say, now I didn't have him on my 53, but I think that the first what a flex. name 
Yeah, no big deal to me. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh, this might have shocked some people. It wouldn't shock well, you. Well, you're going to hear that a lot throughout the uh, the 50s. Oh! I did well. It's not it's not a winner yet, but I, I feel confident. Um, is it, so this is good. This is exciting. They did not keep Britton Covey. And I think that was the right decision in my mind. A, I think he was a decent punt returner, but I don't think he was electric with the ball in his hands. I think he was good at fielding the punt, which people will listen to and be like, oh, yeah, that's when – that receiver coach said JJ is great at lining up in the right place or whatever it was. Like, I get that that's maybe not the most exciting skill to have as a punt returner, but when you have this offense and when you have, again, like an offense that's going to score the majority of times they have the ball, not turning the ball over at punt returner and just making the right decision, not costing them yards there is, is incredibly important. So I kick, so I, I can picture a world where Covey is back and returning punts on week one, whether on the practice squad and then uh, elevated, but I think not keeping on the initial 53 is the right move. I don't think he has like a ton of upside or potential. I think he kind of is what he is. He re- he improved a little bit at receiver this year, but he's not somebody you want to play receiver all the time or in a game if, you know, receive other receivers were to go down. So I think not keeping him was the right move. Um, Joseph Ngata cut. I think he could be back on the practice squad. I think he did have a good camp. A lot of beat reporters disagreed with me on this. But he got thrown the ball a ton. Now, didn't create a ton of separation, which I think is ultimately why he didn't make the roster. But I think he has upside. I think he will be back on the practice squad if he gets through. But those are really the only two, I think, kind of that had a shot to make the roster. And they went really light at it. They only have four. I think you could see him claim somebody else or elevate from the practice squad, maybe even like a Greg Ward for week one. But only four on the initial one. Yeah, I would be surprised if they only have four on game day. That seems like no, up. I think to the point about Covey, you know, I think obviously not someone who has a lot of value to the rest of the league either because all he could do is return punts. So yeah, someone who last year. Yeah, I am sure he'll be on the practice squad if I had to bet. Honestly, I feel about as confident about him as anyone they're quote unquote hoping to slide through the practice squad. Um, all right, what else? Well, so the other thing, even though they only have four receivers, like they do. They did end up keeping four tight ends. They traded for the tight end from Denver. Um, say, obviously, say his name. Say his name. So, do it. So, do it. So we had come a on of, the beat writer we need. So we had a bunch of people tweet at like, uh, can't wait to hear Elliot try to pronounce it. <laughs> so, I didn't. There. You that know is, what's hilarious is that I didn't even know that. I saw no tweets. I just wanted you to say the name. Yes. So it's Albert. And now I'm even going to look at the pronunciation while I try to do this. Albert. Okuabunam. <laughs> Albert Okuabunam, I guess maybe feels feels tight. Feels like maybe I got that one. I I just like I just pulled it up. If you look at his uh, pro football reference, it says his long name, and then it just says in parentheses Albert O. Yes, that's what I would. <laughs> I'd imagine that's what he uh, what his nickname will be here. Uh, so but, all right, here let me see if I can do it. Ready? You see where the pronunciation is? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay, Okuabunam. Okuaibunam? I guess. Albert Okuaibunam. O- yeah. Okay, well, I think it's Alker, Albert, Albert Okuaibunam. We will get a chance. One. We've had some tough, tough pronunciations in the past. We all remember the, you know, what seemed like months and months and months of the Big V ultimately ending yes. on Big V and the people where anyone who had learned the name was super excited to say Halapuli. Bali Vata, whatever it was, Bali Vata, if I remember correctly, something like that. And everyone was, yeah, this is a tough one. We're gonna have to learn it. But his name is Albert. 
Yes, and it is a cool name. Like it would it's be an awesome name. Like, no, or... it's an awesome name. Yes, um, it's, it's on us to learn it. It's not, yes. it, you know. Yeah. So he gets, you know, reportedly released earlier in the day by the Broncos. Um, he had, I think, like 101 yards and a touchdown in his final preseason game for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And this is a good example of a player reportedly being released, but then the Eagles, in this case, a team wants him, so he doesn't go through waivers. They make a trade for him. I think they traded. Uh, a condition like a six for him and a yeah, it was like a six for a seventh essentially. Yeah, plus yeah. Him. So I like it. I mean, he's six five. You watch like the highlights I've seen him so far. He kind of looks like what you hope Tyree Jackson turned into, just in terms of his size, his arm length, uh, some of the catches he made. Tyree Jackson was released. I think it makes sense. He didn't have a great camp. We all know I love Tyree Jackson. I planted my flag pretty firmly on him, but ultimately he didn't have a great camp, and I understand releasing him. But I think this is a smart move. Like if you look at their if you look at their tight end group, Goddard, a, clearly the best tight end of the group, but also like a, a more of a unique body type, I think, than Stoll or Calcaterra. I think that Alberto could come in and be more of the receiving threat that Goddard is, if knock on wood, God God forbid, Goddard were to go down for five or six games or or longer. So fourth year in the league for Alberto. He's not played a ton. I think he has four touchdowns, 50 catches in four years. So certainly hasn't gotten a great chance, but he's played on a bad offense with bad quarterbacks. And I like, I can envision a world where he's tight end too on this team. He's experienced great, you know, very good receiver, good receiving body. So I like the trade. I think it was a smart one. Um, obviously I didn't see it coming, so I didn't have him on my 53, but I thought it was uh, the right move. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that none of the other beat writers had Alberto on their 53. No, that would either. be impressive. So you can uh, rest assured. Uh, let's move on. Quick question: With that though, do you think they keep the four, or do you think this is for now, and that that's like if they find someone in a position they want, that one of those right. four is a likely guy to go? You so know I what I mean? See, I could see Calcaterra getting cut. Um, just cause stole is the best blocking. T- I mean, Goddard is a good blocker too, but of the backup tight ends, he's the best blocker they have. Calcaterra, I think would probably make it through waivers. And now that you have Albert O is like your backup elite kind of receiving um, type threat, receiving but, uh, athletic end. receiver. Yeah, yeah. There's less of a need for Calcaterra. So I think Calcaterra could be one that could go. Um, I mean, really, we've talked about the quarterbacks, uh, you know, the receivers. Yeah, we didn't mention it, we, but you said it assuredly. I think, and Trey Sermon was released. Yeah. Uh, and Rashad Penny made the team. So we can move on from that. All right. What'd how did the old, uh, what'd you think of Jonathan Taylor not getting traded? I shocked. So yeah. little, little inside baseball, not inside the dugout. Um, <laughs> as you guys know, if you're, if you're longtime listeners, we have a text thread, me, Jack and Elliot, the yes. baseball guys thread. And I, I, uh, I was, I think I was taking my nap or something. I just gotten up and I was looking at my phone and I see on the thread, Jack in all caps texting, Elliot in all <laughs> caps, and then and like and Elliot goes, "Let's go!" And I, I absolutely thought the Eagles trade for Jonathan Taylor. I opened up the Twitter, this and that, and then I found out almost as good. Aaron oh, yeah. Sipa's cut. I'm sure we'll get to it. I we probably should have led with it. Yes. Thank God. Thank you. Sorry, Emily's gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing?" But I'm sure oh, he's gonna be back. Week, he'll be back week one, and I'll be devastated or whatever. Right. But we'll get to that. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, uh, I, I was, I was surprised by it because I had the moment where I thought the Eagles might actually do it, uh, just cause that text thread, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. They didn't just take kind of the best offer they had for him, you know? 
Why I think it you? was dumb. It was dumb of them. Like I get yeah. that you're holding out for more, but he's going to miss four games now. Now when you trade him, it's likely at the deadline. I mean, maybe a team swoops in and tries, but like he's now going to miss at least four of 17 games because of they didn't even take him off the pup, which is surprising to me. Like maybe his injury is worse than we think, but just seems like mismanagement of an asset by them. I, you know, there was like kind of yeah. You know what? If I'm him, I would, and, and we'll move on to the. I would, I would consider just holding out and losing yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, and um, just, you know, until you have to play, and then you know, stay stay healthy. Yep. So <laughs> there was there was loose reporting throughout the day about the Eagles being involved. My kind of like thought on it and my reading of everything is they were probably like, hey, keep in touch on what the offer is. Keep in touch from the agent on what you think he'll get paid. We, you know, we, we would like to at least be informed on it. And that's what Howie does. And it's smart. Like he probably sat around, I mean, obviously he was doing other things, but he probably wanted to know before Taylor was moved, what the offer is and what the contract is. And that's why you hear the Eagles be involved. So clearly no team must offer offered anything that great. I can just picture Howie sitting up in the Novacare saying, all right, I'll give you a fourth and a conditional six. Like just sitting there, like needling the Colts being like, there's no way you'll do this. But my, I mean, People will say I'm being delusional here, but I still wouldn't rule it out. Like he'll be available at the trade deadline. They have a good relationship with the Colts. They have running backs that have it, had injury history before. It'll be cheaper at the deadline. So if you're a you know Jonathan Tiller believer out there, I wouldn't completely give up on it yet. I wouldn't say they have a good relationship with the Colts. They had one. Frank Reich was there. Oh, Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen. The whole Carson Wentz thing. Yeah, Steichen. But I don't think Chris yeah. Ballard is super excited to deal with Howie Roseman. But no, we did agree to do the joint practices, but yeah. you're right. They're probably nerve wracking. It's probably not fun to pick up the phone from Howie. If you're yeah. uh, very overrated, Chris Ballard. But yeah. But um, yeah, I think, you know, if you're them I, and I think honestly, for John Taylor, you should have pushed to get traded somewhere on a one year deal and just played out his contract yeah. in a better situation. And I think that was the only way it happened with the Eagles. I, I think I, to your point, checked in, but I don't think he was ever going to give Taylor a contract, anything close to what he wanted, but I think he would have been like, Hey, you know, instead of if it's going to play out where you're going to stay in Indy for a year and play out the year there or sit out the year there, come here for a year, be freaking awesome behind our awesome offensive line with our awesome team, maybe win a Super Bowl and then hit free agency in a much better situation. That would have been my pitch. But and that's why I think there's still a shot. I think like ultimately oh, this would be down the road, but, you know, yeah. I, you know, we'll see. And in that case, you're trading with the idea that you're not getting contract. You know, if you're a deadline trade, it's not he has no leverage anymore. John Taylor, regardless. All right. Uh. O-line, any surprises before we move on to the day? Um, no, not really. I mean, look, Fred Johnson got the two-year contract a few days ago. If he Had he not gotten that deal, I probably would have listed him as a surprise. I think he had a good camp, but I just didn't think he was going to make the team until we saw that two-year deal. So he'll be their backup, kind of like main tackle on the right side at least, and we'll see what they want to do with Tyler Steen on the left side. No Josh Sills. Sills didn't make the team. I think when he came back from the commissioner's list – it was his spot to lose. And I think he lost it. Like he played poorly in practice. He played poorly in the preseason. We'll see if anyone claims him. I would be surprised if people do. Um, and then Opeta did make it. I had him on my 53. I think he's an underrated player. He can play both guard spots, but ultimately when you look at this line, like clearly the top five are very good and we'll see, you know, with the backups, but there are probably not many teams in the league that field good backup offensive lines. So, you know, much like a lot of positions we'll talk about, I think the Eagles should feel very good about uh, where their line is at. Maybe a little yeah. light. I mean, nine is maybe a little light, but I don't know if, I don't think there's anyone they cut that I think was worthy of a roster spot. 
Yeah, and they have, you know, you hope that even if one guy goes down, it's the guy who's already in the line can help lift up yeah. the guy who's going to fill in and all that. All right, defensively, defensive line. As of now, Derek Barnett's still an eagle. So they keep, yeah, we could talk about that. They keep 13 defensive linemen, which, look, I get the logic of it, right? Like, it's a little bit like the logic of drafting Jordan Davis, where you just you take chances on defensive linemen and you keep them in your building and you don't release guys that, you know, for punters or punt returners, like Moro Jamo is a better chance of being an impactful NFL player, in my opinion, than Britton Covey or Aaron Sipos. Katavia, uh, I believe it's Katavia's Katavia street. Um, I didn't have him on my 53. I'm a little surprised. He had a very quiet camp. I didn't think he stood out. Didn't play in the final preseason game, which should have been my clue. Should have been a sign. Yeah. yeah should have been my clue. He was going to make it. But I thought maybe he would have gotten through waivers. Regardless, and he was a free agency guy, like someone they targeted in a way, at least. And you know. I always think this is noteworthy. They had him go on WIP. Or I did too, dude. Well, that's what, when they on. talked about it. When that just happened, dude, I thought about it. that dude was on WIP. I remember his press conference. I remember yeah. them like publicizing it in a way yeah. where it that just was a mess like, by me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, but a lesson. Elliot, yeah, they come on WIP. The WIP corollary must always be taken into account. Have ever been on WIP that were then released? Yeah, it's a great Probably question. Not high. Um, so at Edge, Patrick Johnson, they cut Kyron Johnson. I thought that was the right call. Um, I don't think he's an impact player and he hasn't done anything. Patrick Johnson, Elliot, at least. I don't know. I'm of the belief you can never have too many Johnsons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so Reddick, Sweat, Graham. Let me ask you a question. Are you concerned sure. about the fact Nolan Smith isn't practicing? Sure, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, we always talk about rookies and, um, you know, how important training camp is and developing early. I mean, you've brought this up a million times and you know, he started camp great and it's been, what, a, a week and a half, two weeks, something like that? that 11 days since he Yeah, yeah. So, look, I'm I'm concerned somewhat about it, but I also... I would, you know, as this camp has gone, I've, I've been excited about the way you've talked about him, the way everyone has talked about him, but I've always kind of been pretty like solid on, on Jalen Carter as the rookie. I'm expecting yeah. to contribute a lot. Like I wasn't like, I think whatever they get from Nolan Smith is a bonus this season. I, I was looking at more at Nolan Smith as not a bonus. That's unfair. Like I expect him to contribute, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not counting on Nolan Smith this season in a way that it seemed like some people might be coming out of, of, you know, into the training camp when it happened. So like, I'm concerned about it, but I'm also not, you know, freaking out you know, a team perspective, but I'd like to see him back. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say there's a good chance of this. I think he does play week one and he's active, but you know, he hasn't practiced in 11 days. I'd be curious to see if there's any shot he doesn't play week one or even like maybe a small stint on IR. Although they probably would do that pretty quickly after if they were going to do that. Um, All right, quickly before Barnett. we move on. Oh, yeah, Barnett. All right, good tease. Before we do Barnett, download the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. I mean, yes. the season is here, guys. So today is Tuesday. One week from today, one week, we're all going to be coming back from Labor Day. Labor Day is a week from yesterday. We're all going to be coming back, and it's going to be the first football week of the season, like Eagles week. We're going to be fired up. It's a football Friday staring us in the face. Like a game is happening. That's Sunday. like we're there. It's happening. Yes. Like have fun with us. Like we love gambling with the bet parks sportsbook app. We have we're going to be doing our parlays every week of the season. We go through every single game of the season. If you're a new listener who hopped on, maybe 
during the playoffs or a Super Bowl. Uh, the Bet Parks Picks Pod, every week of the season, we'll pick every single game and we'll make a parlay that you're going to be able to bet on. Elliot, they're going to be able to well, bet, you'll be able to bet on them with us too. And and I'll say this, like in the app, you'll be able to click and like have. That's what have, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think that was my key thing. for you to jump in like fluidly and be like, "There's going to be a little thing," and you're yeah, like, "Hold on, we hold go. on." Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Nailed it. The synergy is good right now, bros. Um, I was going to say the week one game, like Kansas City, Detroit. That's an awesome first game to bet. You yeah, have like, player props, a lot of points, like quarterbacks that are a little hard to read because Mahomes, like obviously is awesome, but I feel like his bets are always high. Goff a bit underrated. So you got to be in it. You got to be with us. We'll definitely pick like multiple ones for the first game. So you have to get the app to, uh, to, to bet with us. That's exactly right. And have fun with us and more than anything, have fun for yourself. It's just awesome. We're going to watch these games anyway, especially when NFL rolls around, you know, you're hungered down for the day and you watch it all and you're watching the Eagles games, obviously, but then you watch everything else. And these games yeah. are way more fun when you have some freaking action on it. Plus pro football futures still out there. You can bet on all of that stuff. Who's going to win it all. You know, individual player props and all that. Plus, great deal for you new users. If you sign up now, you bet $10 on your first bet. If it's a winner, you get $125 in sports bonus back. If it's a winner, winning bets, uh, and you get the bonus back, $125. A great deal. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And Elliot, if you win that money, uh, that leaves you some money to take care of the things that you need to do. Well, the important things around the house that are going to like basically make your life livable and happy. Well, and things in two that you might not even need, know you need until it's too Ooh, late. And like yeah. I said, last week we had a chance to meet with people from Window Nation, friend of the pod, has been a friend of the pod for a few weeks now. I think a, maybe a few months at this point. Oh, yeah, a few had, months. Had Definitely. a chance to meet with them. And they really did like explain how with A, with Windows, once you need them, like you have to find a place that does two things. I mean, a price number one, and they're good with that. No money down, no interest, no payments for 24 months. And flexible, but, like flexible, in terms of, of the options that they have. A lot of places like just that. say, buy this window. It's the best window. That's the only window for you. They'll say, here's like seven or eight windows. Choose the one that fits what you want in life right now. Well, and that's what I'm going to say. So a, you want to have someone, but like that, but someone that can come and do it quickly. And I was surprised to know how long it takes to get windows. Like I always assumed you could just like show up, but they get the windows quicker than anybody <laughs> you can just else. just show up and they get the windows. Yeah, how like does that not work that way? Have Kristen install them is basically how I assume windows happen. But no, <laughs> it was really cool to, to get to learn about the whole thing, all the different styles of windows, all those, all those various windows things I did not know. And Again, Window Nation, windownation.com. Call 866-90-NATION or go online to windownation.com. They have all the different styles. Uh, we had a five-star review that said they want me to explain what a bay window is. Not able to do that yet, but maybe we'll have our good friends at Window Nation email I, I think, uh, Elliot, I think a bay window is one of those things. If if you saw it, you'd know it. Like, Probably. Oh, yeah. There's lots that's of bay, like That's that. a bay window. <laughs> So they have all the styles. I don't can I don't think I can say what any of them are. Bose bays, double hung, double hung. I don't know. Uh, so, so anyway, call eight six six. Family right? podcast, my yes, friend. Yes, call eight six six. Yeah, next time we'll have to say earmuffs when we're talking about the the windows. Yes. Stuff. 
uh 866-90-NATION go online windownation.com and uh yeah tell them go bird sent you because we already have people that are buying yes tell them go bird sent you it's like huge for us it's awesome auto download pod all that good stuff also by the way if jalen hurts uses window nation so if it's good for jalen it's good for you and it's good for me because jalen's the best we always say it's a freaking awesome guy so if jalen exactly elliot exactly like think about how much you trust jalen's decision making in life boom do i need to say selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Elliot, uh, let's get to the Barnett thing. All right, so I'm like kind of torn on Barnett. I think if they would have traded him for something of value, like let's say a conditional fifth or something like that, I would have understand it. We talked about co- coming into final cuts, how moving on from Barnett could be like sending a message, right? Like this guy has sloppy penalties. This guy has been sloppy at times. We cannot have a sloppy team. We've talked about the team's kind of issues throughout training camp. Sirianni's made it clear that 
if they're going to lose to bad teams this year, it will be because of penalties. And I think moving on from Barnett in that way would have made some sense. So had they traded him, I would have been okay with it. I think it would have made sense. And I think it was a good message to send. But I also don't think he's someone you just get rid of. Like he has played a bunch of games in the NFL. He's shown he can get after the quarterback to a certain extent. He's pretty decent against the run. And he's your fifth defensive end. So for a team that's tried to win the Super Bowl this year, like I don't think Barnett is a developmental guy. I don't think he's no, I think no, definitively yeah. not. Yeah. Have a Brandon Graham type that of ship has sailed. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think he is somebody that can help this team win games. Now, people will counter back, and I'm sure people in the chat will say, Well, Elliot, he also has a lot of penalties at costume games. That's a fair counter. But I think as a fifth defensive end, I think keeping him unless you got something of substance was probably the right move. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's a risk-reward thing of, all right, is the risk of this guy doing something stupid and getting us a penalty in a spot that actually really hurts us worth the you know, 15, 18, 12, 10 yeah. snaps that he's going to get in any in particular game or the potential that if someone gets hurt that he rises up the list and gets more snaps and, and whatnot. You have to weigh all these things. And that's obviously how his job. It's Nick's job. It's the, the whole you know, coaching and, and front office job staff's job to, to say, all right, well, here are the, the downside, Derek Barnett, and here's the likelihood that it could hurt us in a big spot. And here's what he gives us from a football perspective and, and weigh them against each other. Like I think for Eagles fans and look me too, I'm not going to say that I'm excited to have Derek Barnett on the roster, but I can step back logically and, and understand and agree with what you just said. A hundred percent agree with it. But I think for me and a lot of Eagles fans, it's like, you know what, because those moments are so high profile, because they happen so consistently, it's like, you know, F off. You know, I don't I don't need it. I don't need it. It's too frustrating. It's too annoying. And I don't know if the like if the fit defensive end is worth the the headache that he can cause. But I, I do think logically you're making a good point. But I, all I, what I need, what I need as an Eagles fan is if Derek Barnett is going to be the fit defensive end, I need it coming in with Nick Sirianni saying to him like, Yo, bro, like you, you don't get three strikes. You got one strike, like one time where it's dumb. And it's not because that's the thing is it's like teams. know, you know, it's not just us in Philly being like, it's always him, you know, seeing yeah, know Sirianni say, it's the NFL, you know, every yeah. team's going to try and get this guy to fly off the handle. And he does it every single time. It seems in these situations. So I need it to be a one strike policy of Derek Barnett is going to be on this round. Again, we initial guys, don't forget. It's the initial 53. Yeah. Don't um, forget. Check I need I need it to be a one strike policy personally if he's going to be on the roster. Do you know what so, I mean? Speaking of tweets, I have like the most annoying tweet today, and I want to talk about it at the end of the pod. But just remind me so I don't don't okay, forget. I'm gonna, but, I'm gonna put on my list because I have one thing. I figured we only do the 53, but I have one other thing that's been floating around. Eagle is it the Devonte AJ? Thing? Yes. Okay, yes. that's my thing too. Yeah. Okay, okay. perfect. All right, it's yeah, on my yeah, list. So we're good. Yeah. Okay, that, that was my thing too. It's all right. Um, I put it there. I definitely want to talk about it. So, yeah, I agree. Like, and it wouldn't shock me if Barnett is still traded. I think once they allow his agent to look for other teams that they're telling you they don't value him a ton. But as your fifth guy, but I would also say overall, they didn't draft him with the 14th overall pick for us to be saying as your fifth defensive end, he's not bad. Like, oh, yeah, it's still not a good day when Barnett is barely making the roster and could be traded. For, for the pick overall. Yeah, look, the the question of, I'm, I'm sure we'll do this if he is gone at some point, you know, was it a bust or... I think he's I definitely think, a bust. Like, I don't think, I think overall he's a bust, without a doubt, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, he contributed to that Super Bowl. He's the dude who picked up the freaking ball when Brandon Graham knocked it oh. out. Like, and I know that's not worth the 14th pick in the draft, but like, 
I mean, I don't know that it's not. You know, I want to see. I think it's sure a... anyone else could have been there to pick it up. I get that, but he was a part of that team and he didn't do dumb stuff and he mattered even as a rookie that year. So, like, I get it and I agree. I think I come down to the fact he's a bust. Like, I do agree with you. Yeah. And he certainly is in any classic football sense a bust. It's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's waiting the the Super Bowl and whatever. It's like the Rams right now. Like, you know, the Rams, do you look at these guys that you traded for and gave up these picks for and now you're destitute? Like Matt Stafford, you know, is that a bust for them? Like, no, he won them a freaking Super Bowl. But now that like that contract, the draft picks even up for it's it's a it's a mess. Like it's a disaster. Yeah. So you know what the I last mean. Thing but I would but, say but on Barnett is so I agree with you on a like holistic sense that every move in a, in a way made before the Super Bowl ended up working out to an extent because they won the Super Bowl, right? But I would just say, not to turn this yeah. into a 45-minute Barnett thing, I no, think it's no, a stretch to say he, like, contributed. Like, he was on the roster, but they very much win that Super Bowl without him. So, like, props him for getting the fumble recovery. I guess he didn't blow the game with a dumb penalty, but he's definitely a bust, and it seems we agree on Yeah, that. he's a bust, but he did yeah. get the ball on the biggest play in Eagles history. You know, that's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, it was like right place, right time. Um, yes. I'm just yes. saying. All right, how yeah. many linebackers did they keep? We talked so a lot about three. three. Or, oh, so you're right about that. There was some buzz. Through, I got that one. There was some buzz throughout the day that Moreau might make it, but obviously he didn't. Your boy, Nicobe, Christian Ellis, Zach Cunningham, who I think is going to start. So you, you flat out nailed the linebacker thing dude i did so here's I'll, all right so i'll tell you now i'm let's tied wait, let's wrap you're tied you're tied i'm tied i was gonna get through the rest i was gonna do that let's finish out and then we'll fit we'll wrap it all okay. up with how many all right so so uh all that we have left is the secondary anyway any yeah, surprises so there i saw uh, your guy eli ricks good call by you eli ricks great call by them keeping him i think he's a ton of potential i think it was i agree the right move to keep him um, they kept Mario Goodrich. I had him on the roster. Uh, I, I think that was the right call. Obviously <laughs> I love Gardner in your voice right now. It's so good. I know Makai Gardner. I had him on. They didn't keep him, but the Isaiah Rogers thing really quick. So when you want to talk about like why Howie and he was voted in the athletic as the best GM in the league by other agents, he was vo voted in the athletic by the like best eye for talent among GMs. If you want to talk about why Howie is the best GM in the league and why he is a step ahead of everybody else, look at Isaiah Rogers. Like, so they go and they sign this guy. He suspended for the year for gambling, which is a dumb rule. He was dumb to break it. It is the rule. It's not a dumb rule. It's a dumb rule. Regardless, regardless, he breaks the rule. And this is a guy that was good. He last is year dumb for breaking it. That's for sure. Go ahead. Yes. He, if you look at pro football focus, which I know is not the end all be all, but in 400 plus snaps last year, he was the fifth overall corner in their rating system and sixth wow. in coverage. Wow, for like, real? Yeah, like how he just got him for free, just for free. Like he's not on the roster, he doesn't count against it. Yeah, they're going to pay him something, but I don't even think that happens until next year. This is why Howie is the best because other, this player is just sitting there and other GMs are probably like, well, he's suspended. We'll figure it out next year. And Howie just bring, picks him up and brings him in. So I did think when I saw that, that unfortunately that meant they probably weren't going to go as heavy as I thought at young corner. Cause now you have him for next year. Makai Garner, they'll probably try to get him back on the practice squad. But I just thought the Isaiah Rogers thing was such like a good example of Howie just crushing it. Yeah, I love it. I feel bad for our guy Drew in Westchester. He gets married, but he can't get Makai Gardner on the team. He was excited about that. I know. Shout out to our guy. We'll see him at the, the baseball game tomorrow and congratulate him in person. Um, yes. All right. Um, uh, safeties, anything? Oh, Kayvon didn't make the team. Anything? Kayvon got cut. Well, there was a report from John Clark about how there's a ton of interest and he's already not going to be back. Uh, I guess sure. Kayvon is not very happy about being released. And, I'm sure. Uh, he'll probably just go somewhere else. 
Um, I was a little surprised. Yeah, I would say uh, I was a little surprised. I think he had a decent camp. He got reps with the starters. They didn't have a lot of safeties. So that might have been why. But he did play late into the fourth game of the pre of the third game of the preseason. So um, not a huge loss. I had big hopes on Kayvon when they drafted him. I really thought the Eagles had something there. And I think mm. he could still be a good player. I did too. Yeah. He was the player in that draft class I was most excited about. Little did I know. Yeah. A guy named Jalen. In the second round, not the Jalen in the first round. Did not go as well. Um, all right. Uh, before we get to the AJ Smith thing and then our final thoughts, by the way, I've been crushing it on coming up with some final thoughts. I got like a good little run of them coming. So I'm oh, I think I wrote one guys. down too, actually. All right. Well, yes. you find it while I ask you. Uh, we're going to do the Smith AJ thing in one second. But last thing on the roster, if you had to guess a position and whether it's by like a, a light. Oh, oh, punter. Sip us quickly. Oh, my yes. goodness. I joked about uh, do you think he's the punter opening day? Do you think they're looking? For, I mean, obviously they're looking for someone else. How do you think this plays out? Great call by you having the the guts. Oh, and let's wrap up your roster thing too. Having the guts to yeah, so, not put him on your roster. I believe you and BLG, Jimmy Kemsey said the only two not yes. to do it. Strong. Uh, so, all right. So apparently right now, a lot of people are tied at 51, which is where I'm at. Here 51. Wow. Let me yeah. give you one of these. Hold on. You're Thank you. You can see I said what? Talk, that is an amazing job i'm so well, especially, especially you after you're so confident you're like I'm gonna right. three. well done sir well especially after they traded for somebody so yeah. nobody was gonna get all 53 yeah i would make this argument i think for me not guessing sip i should get the tiebreaker i agree with you i don't think it's a question what well, is the tiebreaker? going to be decided by practice squad whoever gets the most practice squad guys oh uh, that's so lame i know it's very lame which is not great but We'll see. I mean, just That's rolling. Yes, I'm calling it. BS. Elliot should get it for the most impressive goal. Not be a punter. Everyone if else B conventional. Elliot thinks outside the box and still get 51. If BLG had 51 and also didn't have. The I punter, agree. I agree. Then you two yeah. should do practice squad together. But I think I, I think I'm going to declare myself the winner. I think you should. I, I think I, I, I deserve the crown. The go birds pod community will back you on it. I promise. I believe Thank it. You. Um, um, speaking of Gilbert's community, by the way, don't forget, come to Dallas with us. Yes, come to Dallas, awesome. fans of we'll Philly. We'll talk more about uh, on the pod later in the week when we're I've together. I've been texting with Joe, and it's just exciting to hear all the people coming. So it's going to be super oh, It's going to be awesome. Okay, um, so last thing before we get to the AJ Devontae thing. Um, if you had to bet on – oh, and, and Sipos. I know you never yeah, answered so that question. <laughs> I, I, think, I think there's a chance he's back for sure. I think they'll try out other punters. I would just commend them for not using a roster spot on. I like agree. From here on out, it, it is what it is. Like they'll they'll find the best punter they can. I guess to a certain extent, they deserve the benefit of the doubt and saying they'll be able to find the best punter. But would no. it surprise me if Sipos is punting week one and Covey is returning punts? No. But there's a difference for, to me at least know. Of them no, doing that... it on the fifty three as opposed to guys you're calling up. I agree. I agree. I think it was smart roster mechanics. I'll be curious out. to see how long it is until teams just never carry punters and you promote every week. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the well, I think there are certain, like the best punters in the league, I think will still get kept, but I yeah. think that's an interesting thought. All right. Uh, last question before the AJ Devante thing. Um, if you had to just guess whether it's by trade, like a, like an Alberto type trade or whether it's claiming someone from another team, just, you know, call your shot, just pick one. What position do you think is most likely for Howie to add at? I think linebacker. Just because they only have three, there's no guarantee you get these guys on the practice squad. So I would say linebacker would be one for me. I'll go top three. Linebacker, backup offensive line, and I mean, maybe receiver. Honestly, they only have four. 
Um, so maybe you get a guy that you want to like hold on and develop. So those would be my three. I'm happy that I asked for him, but you gave three. I appreciate that. No, I, I actually do. That was good. All right. Uh, the AJ Devante. Right, can thing. I go first I, on the AJ thing? Sure. Let me just set it up. In case. Yeah, I, we, I'm sure yeah. we are. For what it's worth, yeah. I already said what I feel on the morning show, but I will repeat it here for our GoBirds listeners who did not hear it. But just to set it up in case you missed it, I'm sure most people have seen it, but um, apparently there's a, a AJ versus Devontae right, so being right. manufactured. Hold on, manufactured. Right. Let me just say where it kind of got some juice was from AJ Brown being asked. And and I love Rube. That's my guy. But kind of a loaded question saying, you know, are, you know, there's this team AJ, team Devontae thing going on, which like I've not heard anyone use the team AJ, team Devontae thing, but whatever. Um, and AJ Brown was like, you know, you shouldn't do that. Whatever. Right. Uh, go ahead. Okay. So also another piece of this, this is, so Darius Slay said on his podcast that he could see Devonte Smith being the best receiver in the NFL one day. Tim McManus of ESPN, someone we both also love. You love Tim. Him. I love talking Tim. to Tim. Like an awesome human being. Big yes. Tim McManus fan. So Tim asks AJ what he thought of that. If we're being honest, to me, that's a bit more of a loaded question than Rubes. Like mm -hmm. he's saying, AJ, what do you think of the fact, right? Okay. So AJ answers it and, you know, is fine answer. Then Rube follows up and asks that. So here's, here's my opinion on this. Like, I hate to break it to everybody. Nobody, like, this is nothing. This is a nothing story. The media is not creating anything. The fans are not being divisive about it. They're both great receivers. I work for WFP. You work for WFP. We have talked about this subject on the air. Who's better, Devontae or AJ? And when we do it, literally every time the answer is, man, they're both awesome. Maybe I'd go this person, but they're really great. When the fans talk about it, that's how it's being discussed. When the media asks about it, it is asked in a good natured, non-divisive way. Like, I think AJ was responding to something that is not there. Now, maybe like Rube could have, I don't know. I, do, I, I, do, I give AJ the credit. That I, th I do think because we played it on the radio and I we uh, totally agree and I'll, I'll expand, but like 100% agree on this. But I, when I listened to it, we played it on the air and I had listened to it in the morning when I was setting up for the show and then we played it on the air. And when I heard it on the air and I heard the team AJ, team Devante thing, I do think that that is in a way loaded in the sense of where, you know, it. I think I think that's representing something that isn't there. Like, I don't think there's team AJ and team Devante. I think there's team Eagles receivers are awesome. Like you just said, we all agree. They're both amazing. I think they're both potentially top 10 in the NFL. I've mm -hmm. said that I think Devante could be better long term. I think most people think AJ's better. Guess what? People talk about how good you are and they compare you to players. It's your job. It's yeah, how you freaking get paid. You yeah. get paid because they say, where does AJ Brown rank against the rest of the receivers in the NFL, including your teammate? That's how it all works. That's what we do. We always talk about players. It is completely and totally good natured. It was completely and totally like we have two awesome dudes. Can you believe yes. it? Hey, who do you think's better? Like no one's pitting anyone against each other. No one's taking sides. No one's choosing one over the other. Enough. Enough. It is so and, freaking dumb. And I, the, the most annoying tweet going around is the whole like, you know, people tweeting like, uh, no, the fans never divided. I'm like, no one ever said you divided them. Like Ed Kratz, also my guy, love to talk to Ed, been working with him for years. Like, guess what? Yes. Maybe he had a tweet that was like not worded perfectly, but everyone's like dunking on him. The media is not creating this. The fans are not creating it. And also to your point, like, guess what? One is better than the other. They're not exactly even. And it's fun <laughs> to talk about who is better because they're both awesome. Like, it just is what it is. So 
I just hate this whole like the media is creating something and then the fans have to do the whole like we never did this when the media never said they did. Like it's okay to talk about who's better. They're both awesome receivers. Like you said, they could both be top 10. AJ could be top five. Devontae could get there. I think it's fun to debate their different games. Like AJ's a great route runner. So is Devontae. Devontae's great after the catch. We've done it on the pod. Who's better after the catch, even though people say AJ is. I think Devontae is. Like, it's fine. Like, everybody just, like, relax. This is – and it was funny. I was texting uh, in, a, in a group chat with my friend Chris, and he said, like, this is what happens when the team is so good, and it's true. Like, these are the things. And I don't know. I just – I can't stand all the tweets. Like, oh, no one's dividing them. And, like, it's just – it's all good guys. Like everyone relax. It's fun to talk about this thing. AJ handled it in a great way. Like I just, this is the most nothing story to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think it's silly. No one is dividing. We all just love them all. And this is yes. I, look, and look, I'm never going to tell people how to feel. Elliot and I are both big believers in not telling people how to feel. We talk about it all the time. We're not into that, but like, I, I'm going to tell people like that, that the intention is not there from it and maybe yeah. look who knows maybe there is someone in the media or someone in the fan base who does have that intention i can't speak for everyone but this whole thing is not real and it's not oh, a real and I thing think you know? too, like the whole team aj team Devonte. i think that i can understand why that sounds divisive but what it really is is just like it's fun like you i know, know but I, like, I, oh, know. I think Devontae's yeah. better. why do you think that why well, i think aj is better like, discuss, and but i get why aj when he hears it phrase like that could say that that's all but yes, look right. I, I don't think there's anything i don't there think anyone's been wrong here like that would all be right. the the best i guess way for me to phrase it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did you find your final I did not, but let me see. I know. Okay, so I, how about this? I'll do I'll do a Zoe thing, then you can find your final thought, and then I'll do one of my final. I have so many final thoughts. I don't know which one to go with. So I'll do a quick Zoe thing. Um, um, oh man, <laughs> she's got a lot. I've had a lot of Zoe ones since we last talked. Um, like, um, all right, she, she's taken to lately saying whenever I'll say like brush your teeth, not not saying someone, but like something with like don't do that. Zoe, she'll go. How can you say that to a little girl? <laughs> It's, it's hilarious. What do you say back? I'm like, usually I'm like, dude, come on. But usually I, or I'll laugh and I'll be like, you're like, I like Devonte better. She's like, how can you say that? <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, all right. I'll give you a choice too of my final thoughts while you continue to look. I had a weird, I ner- find it, unfortunately, uh, do you want to try and think of one on the fly or no final thought? Maybe you talk and I'll see what I can. Okay. So, all right. Would you rather, I'll give you a choice. Would you rather I do one about a weird revelation I had about reading and myself 
Would you rather have a dark thought about movies and TV or would you rather have um, something that like, I can't believe they actually do the revolution. This way. The, re the revolution. The, the revelation. Revelation, revelation, sorry. Okay, this is very nerdy. This is like a okay. super, 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 super Well, don't nerdy. worry. There's only thousands of people and listening. I'm, and, and if there are any psychiatrists listening, I'm sure there's something that they could say about my psyche from this. But So I realized recently as I was switching from one book to another, as I just finished the Red Rising, the most recent Red Rising book for anyone who, you know, I've talked nice. about the books on the pod. Awesome. Like these books kick ass. But uh, Lightbringer's name of the book. But I went on to another book. I'm reading the Silo series. Very good. I'm like, you know, 300 some pages in the first book. But I came to a revelation that like when I look back at my favorite books, and there are a couple that are not like this. There are a couple examples of my favorite books or stories that are, that are different. But for the most part, if given a choice of a similar type of st story, I have a strong, what written from a character's perspective, you know, books where it'll be like either, a, you know, different characters rather one character. I prefer when they when it's written in the I like I and we when they talk that way as opposed to like someone looking in on their life and saying they did this, they and them. Do you know what I mean? I know it's a very subtle, weird, nerdy. It's a perspective that you're reading from. Obviously, you're either reading from like you're you're the character and they are speaking as if you are them and they're telling you what's going on inside their head or you're seeing their head from an outside perspective almost like they thought this they thought that i know it's a weird super i told you it was weird nerdy no it's it's it is weird uh, it's random but i agree with you i like the i and the we and like you feel okay. like you're following the person throughout as opposed to like watching them like you're almost yeah. like yeah seeing it obviously through their eyes did you did you like books where it changed every chapter like we're like, the, I perspective, the character like, perspective. Yeah, I like those. I like both ways. But yeah, I definitely yeah. like that. These these light. So that's actually really interesting. You asked this question because the books I just read, the Red Rising books, there are six of them so far. There's going to be a seventh. But the first three were all from one character's perspective, only one character. And then mm -hmm. the next three, it was like four characters perspective. So even in those books, you saw the different types of doing it. It's interesting. Well, next time I pick a book out, I'll have to take that into consideration. <laughs> all right. We, I told you it was weird and nerdy. So yes. there we go. Um, that's what we do. We let, pe we let people inside our lives here. And I have a weird I have nerdy recommendation. And I actually got? think it's up your alley. Um, mm. Have you watched Blackbird on Apple TV? I have not. Have you heard about it? I, it sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. It's really good. It's about like, it's based on a true story. It's about this guy who was in jail and then he gets to go to a maximum security prison to try to like get a confession from another prisoner. And then he gets out of jail if he gets it. It's like six episodes or an hour long. Bang that out quick, obviously. Okay. I would highly recommend it. It's a uh, Blackbird. Blackbird on Apple TV. Singing in the dead of night. Little what we're watching. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> a, a true classic. All right. Yeah. Um, we will be back uh, Thursday uh, from the studio. Hopefully that's the plan yeah. um, on YouTube. So we'll be here and uh, um, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. It's go time, dude. So I Thursday, mean, we'll, we got season predictions coming up later in the week. That's going to be awesome. And then like, again, next week it's freaking go time, man. And also if you're listening to this and it's not before Wednesday at one o'clock, we will be at the Phillies game. So yes. I think we're, where are we in the bleachers? I think. Or yeah. The there? rooftop section. We're in the yeah. rooftop section. So we'll be over there. Come over and say hi. Come say it's hi. Morning show event, but just, well, no, it's just a, just a morning show event. Just a morning well, show it's event. Baseball is what I mean. 
Like, you know, sure. like, well, yeah. I'd say, you know what? I don't see Jack. Yes, more of a go birds. Yes, yeah. way Good more point. of a go. I, a morning show go birds event than it is a high ups event. So coming out with Good us would be awesome. Tell yes. us go birds sent you. Um, yeah, <laughs> carrying a huge window. That would be impressive. Uh, in the, in the park funny if, someone, if someone walked up and was like, hey, guys, go bird sent me. Like, I would laugh. <laughs> that would be good. That would be I'll, laugh, I'll laugh if you do that. All right. Uh, hopefully, we we'll see you tomorrow. If not, we will uh, see you on Thursday through yes. this YouTube here as, uh, as we'll be back uh, from the studio and all that. And, uh, and then next week, we're there, buddy. It's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, so until then, he's Adam James. <laughs>